This is Father Gregory Pine. This is Father Joseph Anthony Cress. And welcome to God's Planning. Thanks to all those who support us. If you enjoy the show, please consider making a monthly donation on Patreon. Be sure to like and subscribe to God's Planning wherever you listen to your podcasts. All right, Father Joseph Anthony, ordinarily we'd like chat through something mundane, yep. interesting, uninteresting, whatever it might be. Um, but in this instance, the actual theme of the podcast <laughs> is like something mundane, interesting, exactly. uninteresting, or otherwise. So I feel like it's the type of thing that you can just start in on. I, I believe so. Because uh, you can tell a story with tattoos, whether with mm. one's own tattoos mm-hmm. or the tattoos of another person. Um, and I think that, why, why do I think that? Because as tattoos become more and more common, I feel like tattoos are more and more part of our ordinary experience of life. Yeah. I think it used to be the type of thing where, you know, like you'd see uh, a retired U.S. Navy officer and you'd be like, ah, look at that. This yep. man was in the service. Mm-hmm. Or you'd see a person whom your parents might warn you about and be like, oh, no, maybe that's, <laughs> that's scary. That, that, needs to, that needs to be addressed. But now it's like, yeah, it's just, it's just part of our daily experience. And so right, it's something right. mundane, interesting, uninteresting. But as a Christian, as we begin thinking about tattoos, I don't know if you have particular go-to principles or go-to mm-hmm. arguments where that you use to like help somebody think about the tattoos of others, the potential tattoos of oneself, right, right. where do you start this combo? Well, I mean, I think we're going to get into the kind of principles and how do we engage with that more on a personal basis of like making decisions for oneself with yeah. regard to tattoos. Uh, but where I actually want to begin is kind of what you were mentioning. It's more and more ubiquitous in our um relationships in our lives that there are more and more people with tattoos and it's not just like the one-off tattoos it's like you know you see people with full sleeves or neck tats or things like it's not something that is like uncovered slowly or you you see that it's like oh that that gives me this window into they got a past or anything like that it's becoming very common so I think one of the things that I, when I see somebody with tattoos, whether it's the waiter at the local restaurant or something like that, um, it's, it's a common thing that I'll ask about them. Because mm-hmm. every tattoo has a story behind it. And for me, that's a, that's a way to kind of uh, open up the doors a little bit into some more kind of personal conversations. Um, that, that is a way to kind of break down barriers or something because it's one of those things that, especially with very, very visible tattoos, everybody knows that they can see them. Mm-hmm. And so to be able to acknowledge that sometimes, and I think uh, especially with tattoos, like I said, there's always a story behind it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of more difficult to say like, oh, wow, those are really flashy shoes. Like what's the story behind those shoes? Mm-hmm. That, that genders nothing. Yeah. But if you say, oh, that's that's an interesting tattoo. Like, what's the story behind that? Like, open up or not open up. Like, that's that's a hard thing. But like, would you mind sharing that story? I've had fantastic experiences and really personal and, and beautiful connections that have started in the most random of places. Uh, I, I remember uh, going out with some of uh, either students or staff members at uh, you know, a restaurant and um, asking the, the waiters like, hey, that's a really interesting tattoo. Like, what's, what's the story behind it? And it was a really deep story of suffering. Mm. And it was not a, a glorious, joyful thing. It was like, actually, this is to remind me of some deep suffering and traumatic moments of, the, of this person's life. 
but he he was wearing the tattoo in such a place that it reminds him that he was able to continue on and and not let that suffering overwhelm and be the victor in his life mm -hmm. but that and so it was super interesting but to be able to acknowledge that and to know that there's there's a deep story behind that to enter into that um and to ask can open up a lot of doors like i said for kind of deep relationships mm -hmm. in unexpected places or other things and i remember at the end of that it was like we had an opportunity to actually pray with that waiter and address a lot of the traumatic suffering and and things like that because of that simple question mm -hmm. hey that's uh, that acknowledgement hey that's really interesting tattoo like i'm interested what's what's that story which means i'm not interested in the kind of um initial presentation but i i'm interested in the person and, and that's what a, a lot of those things do so i think before we dive into like all the other kind of details or things like that is to not be afraid to actually ask because tattoos are one of those things that do carry a, a lot of significance and stories behind it mm -hmm. and to actually go into those places mm -hmm. it, it isn't, isn't a bad thing either. Yeah, it's interesting to think about them as something that's like manifest and communicable. It's like the other, I mean, there are plenty of tattoos that people have under their clothes, but often enough, mm -hmm. there's, there's the type of thing that you see you know, like regardless of the clothing that the person is wearing and that oftentimes a person will wear clothing specifically right. to kind right. of highlight the fact that he or she has a tattoo. So it's like the person is giving you a handle mm -hmm. and it's, it's like an invitation to not like, you know, manipulate or control that person, but to lay hold of the handle and see if it opens a door to the person's character or experience of life or personal history or whatever it is, mm -hmm. which is fascinating because I think that tattoos carry, like you said, a certain amount of significance, or at least that's how many people treat them. Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm, in light of this public use of tattoos, they, they do, yeah, offer this entree or this opening, which is, yeah, I guess that's something that, that shouldn't just be like, all right, um, maybe whatever, 10, 15 years ago, a common enough comment about tattoos is like, wow, unemployable. You know, when somebody <laughs> chose to get double sleeves, it's like, yeah, you've just limited yeah. the sector in which you can function normally mm -hmm. as like a business person. So it's like a tattoo was, was often seen as just, just a social limitation. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. a lot of people are completely fine imposing upon themselves certain social limitations because of this desire to give expression to whatever, the, you know, like whether it be a certain suffering or a yep. certain story or a certain experience that they think is manifest and communicable and that they're offering to you, you know, whatever entree to that particular story, suffering, history, yada, yada. So, yeah, that's interesting that you highlight that particular aspect because and i think it's important yeah that, that little phrase that you said there is like it's giving you a hand or an invitation and it's for for many times there, there's like subtle signs that people send out to see if, how you're going to respond to it mm -hmm. and i think tattoos can not to over dramatize them but to also kind of speak to the reality is like it's very public mm -hmm. and so i think you shouldn't feel that you're pressing upon them to ask about that mm -hmm. because it, they've made them very publicly known to you. And so the fact that you can un acknowledge it and see that and say like, okay, let's, let's talk about that. Like you've presented that to me. I haven't gone through and dug yeah. and meddled in your life to say, okay, now let's talk. Like, no, you've presented to me that invitation, yeah, yeah. even though it's very implicit, it's, it's public. Mm -hmm. And so I'm gonna receive that invitation and actually go with it. Mm -hmm as a way to build that kind of connection because I know there's a story behind it. Mm -hmm. um, that, that it's not just done on a whim for some reason. Yeah, yeah. No, it's interesting. Um, yeah, I was in Berlin this past summer 
And Berlin is a really weird city. Everyone says, <laughs> yeah, Berlin is verrucht, which means like crazy. Berlin is just crazy. It's super bohemian. Um, it's super, you know, like live and let live, but in a kind of wildly aggressive way. Okay. But what I found was fascinating, and this really did challenge my conception of this kind of like, whatever, Seattle, Portland, San Francisco in the American dispensation or Austin, you know, like the kind of weird, the yeah. quintessentially weird Keep city. Keep Austin weird, yeah. Is that in the post-Christian dispensation, right, when most people have never experienced Christianity, entirely forgotten about Christianity, mm -hmm. maybe dabbled in Christianity, but moved on as it were, um, there was like a kind of innocence as it were to it. Mm. So I did find certain opportunities in which you know, it was possible to engage another human being. But more often than not, they were they were stopping me. And they're being like, what are you? I was like a priest. And they're like, I have never met a priest before. I'm like, what? <laughs> <Dude>. I know. <laughs> it's like, what is going on? Ooh, but there's one particular encounter where I went to this art museum on the south side of the Tiergarten called Die Gemelde Galerie. Um, and I was going and I was looking at some cool German paintings from like the 14th century on. Mm. And there was this same-sex couple. There was two young women, apparently, you know, like uh, committed to each other in some way, shape, or form, but very tatted. Um, and that was like the most distinctive thing about them. And I'm not an especially observant person, but when I left the, <laughs> when I left Digamel de Garari and I went, like I was on my way back home, I bopped out of a, you know, a Uban station to get a bus because that was the best way to get home. And I, like, I saw those tattoos. And so I saw those persons mm -hmm. and it was like a handle. And I hadn't had like a really meaningful encounter with him at the, at the gallery because the only time we came across each other was we were looking at this Hieronymus Bosch temptation of St. Anthony, which is insane. Okay. You know, so it's like all kinds of crazy temptations. And I just don't know how they're tempting, but whatever. Um, but I hadn't taken note, right? I hadn't paid yeah, too close yeah, yeah. attention. But then I saw the tattoos. So like, I saw them and I was like pumped to see him again because I'm like a two-year-old dog. I just get excited at everything. I was like, hey! And they were like bewildered at first. And then they were like, hey! And I was like, overplayed my hand, my bad. Um, but it was like- Too strong, too yeah, strong. Yeah, exactly. But rein it in, rein it in, pull it back. Um, but the tattoo afforded me an entree, like a kind of recognition, which was, you know, the source of an encounter, which encounters kind of characterize my experience in Berlin. So yeah, okay. So I think that's a good place to start. Yeah. Um, but then, all right, let's 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 move the ball a little bit down Absolutely. the field. Yeah, let's go with it. Let's talk about the question. Once you introduce the question, like, ought, should, like, should I get a tattoo right. or should I not get a tattoo? When you frame the question morally, mm -hmm. um, like when, when somebody say like, father, I'm thinking about it, like getting a tattoo of like the word fiat or of a mediatrix yeah, or of yeah, the yeah. Cairo or something like that. How do you begin that conversation in those terms? I, I immediately caution them. I, I, I'm not just like a full stop. Like, yeah, that sounds great. Go for it. I'm like, Ugh, okay, let's let's talk through this a little bit. Like, I, I'm, I'm immediately going to pump the brakes on, on somebody in that and say, like, let's break this down and actually look at what, what is happening when you're going to get a tattoo. The reality is we as, you know, human beings made in the image and likeness of God are body soul composites, right? We, we aren't just this uh, soul living in a flesh cage, which we own. So like th this physical reality of our bodies is, is truly us in, 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 in deep, deep respect. So what we do with this body carries tremendous moral significance. And so then we have to talk about like what we are doing on that exterior. And I think that one of the reasons I caution them is because when we look at Christ in the resurrection, he did not get you know, he wasn't, he didn't have this body on a le lease and then get a new one. He got this one and it is glorified, but it is truly this body. And so too with us in the resurrection, we're not going to receive like the newer model at this. We receive this body back again. And what we do to this body with respect to tattoos and that like are going to be part of that. 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, we see the glorified wounds, but the wounds are still there. Yeah. And so you have to understand that there is kind of uh, this this understanding that we don't just own this body as a, as a thing to do with and as a way to like, oh, I want to really express myself or things that are important to me. And I could do that via my body. And so let me let me incorporate that into this. I think that's really hard sometimes when you approach this body as something that you own and something to manipulate. And this now it's an object of now that which I get to manipulate to truly then um, express myself mm-hmm. in, in in different ways so I, I think that's a temptation and that's something that I want to I want to pause the other thing and um, this is a little more present with like quote-unquote tattoo culture that I think we need to be a little reticent to engage in there are a number of TV shows that like are like uh, those kind of competition shows to see how tattoo artists can like they'll have challenges and you know who's the best tattoo artist or whatever like uh, master chef is that with the culinary world there are similar TV shows and I remember watching a few of those and being very kind of just generally sad at this because in in that tv show they would never address the individual person who's coming to get a tattoo Mm. they always called them a canvas Mm. and so it was like oh our canvases are coming in now you'll have a meeting to sit down with your canvas talk through what they want and things like that it was so depersonalizing Mm -hmm. and that is just horribly disturbing that the artist Right, and we can talk about what it makes good art and all these other things, but the artist who is then performing or creating this piece of art doesn't see the person, but only sees them as the object, the canvas mm-hmm. of which they're working on, and that is disturbing to me. Yeah. If if you're going to enter into that world, and then there becomes this whole question of that piece of art, quote unquote, is that the the tattoo artist's per- property now? Mm-hmm even though it's on your body mm-hmm. and you carry that? And and so do you become partly owned, you know, by this a tattoo artist and, and what that dynamic is like? Mm-hmm. But I do think there's a very extreme depersonalization with the, the process of getting a tattoo that this person I'm engaging in doesn't wanna um, see this as this beautiful integration of the human person now being maybe leveled up or glorified but they just simply see the canvas walk through the door Mm -hmm. and as object and another opportunity so i I think it is very objectifying um in that way and that's something that deeply concerns me Mm -hmm. and what that dynamic looks like yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so i have a thought apropos of your first point and then a third point that i want to add on this particular theme so apropos of the first point you know, so our bodies bear marks of the lives that we've lived. Oftentimes, though, those marks are things that happen to us, mm-hmm. right? So they represent a kind of default abandonment to, you know, whatever providence the person embraces. I mean, we would think about it in terms of divine providence, but somebody might say, like, luck, chance, fortune, fate, yeah. whatever. You know, they have all their ways of describing this thing. But it's like, it's cool insofar as we as human beings are open to be marked by reality. That's Mm -hmm. part of the drama of it. Because if we always got what we wanted, our lives would be boring. But instead, we're constantly thrown curveballs or we have to navigate our way through this, that, or the other difficulty, which textures and nuances our experience of human life. And so I think about this in terms of Christ. You know, he bears in his body Mm -hmm. the wounds that he suffered as a result of his choice to freely embrace, embrace the plan of the Father, who, you know, with whom he shares the divine nature. 
And so Christ bears in his body the wounds that he suffers as a result of his choice mm -hmm. to save us, you know, uh, humanity or mankind from the effects of our sins, the, f the fact of our right, sins. Right. Um, and that those wounds are, you know, are, are glorified. They're not erased, they're not undone, but they're transfigured. Mm -hmm. So there's a sense in which, okay, our bodies are marked by reality. But there's something about tattooing where it's like, it's a different kind of act insofar as there's a needle, there's ink, you're permanently marking, but it's as a result of a choice that you define. It's a kind of self definition as yep. it were of the way in which reality has marked you. So like, yes, there may be sorrow, suffering, trial, temptation, tribulation, whatever it is, but that, that may or may not have left its mark on your mm -hmm. flesh and you're choosing to commemorate it in a very distinct way. Yeah. So it's a conscious choice, it's a deliberate move, um, and it's you kind of defining the meaning of your life which can be good, can be weird. I don't know, it's just there's something it's just a different kind of act. Yeah. Um yeah, so I don't know, yeah. Yeah, no, that that's a really beautiful way to put it because I think like the ability to either embrace and receive like an active re reception um of the the sufferings of our life that maybe imprint themselves on us and maybe that's an interior imprintment and at times maybe it's exterior but we see that with christ and we can imitate him by the fact that he embraced the cross but if you go so far as to say like well now i'm in control i want to represent this in the way that i see fit or things like that it that becomes that different act that is, is a little different and i would say once again, I'm going to caution that because it's like, okay, is that now you become the authority, you become the driver in this, and it's according to your criteria and your things uh, or your perceptions of life. And that like me first movement um, doesn't sit well with, mm -hmm. I think, our understanding of the Christian life and, and that is, which is God moves first mm -hmm. in, in our response to him becomes the most important thing and maybe there's times that we embrace that but we don't get to dictate what that actually looks like in our life yeah i i want to add to that the fact that the meaning of our lives is something that we gradually come into possession of all right so like mm -hmm. you're living your life you're mm -hmm. also interpreting your life and as you interpret life please god you know you get a better and better sense for what has happened what is happening and what will happen in turn um, but that's something it just takes the whole of a life to understand right who right. we are what we're for and we might recognize at the end or even fail to recognize at the end yeah. who we are and what we're for there's uh, eleanor stump uses the example of a german author in one of her books uh, wandering in darkness where she describes a man who thought that he was destined to write this great work, I think on 19th century German poetry. And he recounts his frustrations in a diary that he kept while interred at a concentration camp. He eventually died. He never wrote that book about 19th century poetry or whatever it was, but the diary that he kept is like a literary treasure of, you know, the, um, of the 20th century. And mm. especially as it testifies to something, a reality far more potent in many senses than the reality he was trying to capture. So it's almost by accident that he came into possession <laughs> of his identity and his mission, which is a fascinating phenomenon. But I think in just in more mundane terms, um, when we look back at past events, whether they be glorious or traumatic, right? right, right. We're, we're, we come before him as beggars. Like, what does this mean? And, and how is Christ who begs for my heart gradually revealing to me what this in fact is? And I think that we, we come into possession of that gradually, all right? Mm -hmm. So I might have a response to that now, but I don't wanna just say like, okay, that's the response. 
that's all there is to be said about the event because God is telling a story that involves all kinds of factors over which only he has competence. Right, right. So we might be healing the past and elevating the past in ways that at present I'm not well disposed to recognize or to receive. But I want to leave an openness in my life for that progressive revelation, for that further manifestation and communication of the meaning of my life. And so if I say, like, in ink on my body, this is what this thing means. Now, I mean, like, a tattoo doesn't necessarily foreclose on an event. No. But if I, like, put in my body, like, this is the biggest thing or, or this thing has destroyed me or this thing is a blah, blah, whatever, you know, like, okay, that could change, right? Or that yeah. might be already in the process of changing. So I think that there's a, there's a sensibility there to the ongoing revelation of God and the ongoing healing and elevating uh, that he is at work or he, that, that he's doing, you know, that's at work in my life. So I don't know what your, your thoughts on that are. No, it's, it's extremely important to see that. Like even tattoos that don't, that represent kind of those glorious moments or like, uh, some spiritual, like just beauty in, in our lives. And, and, you know, whether it's, uh, the act of surrender that we've made to the Lord and a a consecration that we've made to him. And we want to represent that by a a certain level of permanence, Mm -hmm. because this is the whole kind of back and forth is that the tattoos are permanent in that way. So like, I want to remind myself of this permanent, um, moment of my life that then changed the course for better or, or whatnot. Um, yeah, it's, we recognize because we are not angels, right? Our uh, acts of will are not complete. You know, we, we live as human beings and we live in this corporeal reality. So we have repeated moments to make a new act of will, a new act of will. And because of that, it is an ongoing conversion and it isn't actually permanent. And that's why this, uh, the trials of the, this pilgrimage that we call life is that it's an ongoing conversion and then to it, it seems you know there there's a little bit of like discord and then making that quote unquote permanent on my flesh yeah 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 no i think that um yeah the Im- the image of permanence i think is an important one uh because it's one that's proper to the christian tradition so I'm thinking about the fact that there are things about us as human beings which are permanent, which are set in stone, as it were. So like this nature, this human nature, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. right? So we're made to the image and likeness of God. We have a mind with which to know. We have a heart with which to love. That remains the case, regardless of whether or not we suffer a traumatic brain injury, right? That's, That's at the heart of our identity. And also as Christians, as baptized persons, we each have a character inscribed on our heart. You know, an indelible mark Mm -hmm. is the way in which we refer to it. And one of the images that St. Augustine uses to describe character is a tattoo. So Roman legionaries receive Uh the tattoo SPQR on the backs of their hands, Senatus Populusque Romanus. So it's like there's the sense that you are marked by your baptism, you're marked by your Christian identity, and if you choose to embrace it and live for sanctity, then that mark will redound to your glory. But if you shy away from it, right, if you draw back from that dignity and then you choose something else, right, something vicious, something sinful, something disastrous, right, then that mark will actually redound to your embarrassment, your shame, whatever it is, right? right. So, like, if you cover yourself in glory as a Roman legionary, then people are going to be like, that is that is the might of the Senate and the people of Rome, right? But if you run from the battle lines like a coward, then people That's- are going to say... That's the Senate and people of Rome with the tail tucked between its legs, yeah. heading for the hills, right? So there's something about this, this permanence, which I think is really important in the Christian tradition. But then the question is, what type of permanence and from whence does it come? So I think it's good, you know, that you highlight those particular themes. Um, 
All right, then thinking maybe about different ideas that people have for uh, a tattoo, mm -hmm. what might be some like further things, further complexities that we can add to it? So like say, all right, say like a particular individual lost somebody mm -hmm. whom they loved very dearly. Like they might want to like put something about that person on their body or say that they're, you know, in the midst of a very intense conversion and they're very mm -hmm. convicted of the fact like this is all that matters for me. I want to commemorate the fact that this is all that matters for me. Uh, they want to get some like religious article, like we said, on their body. Right, right. What might be like ways that, you know, so you said you're going to pump the brakes, right? I think we've basically agreed, you know, if you get a, if you get a tattoo, if you don't get a tattoo, fine, you know, it's, yeah. like, it's what it is. But like maybe, maybe think about it a little mm -hmm. bit before you do so because for the reasons that we've described, also because it seems like addictive because people typically don't get one tattoo. They typically- It's so <laughs> weird, man. I, I don't like needles. Like yeah. I'm terrified of needles. I'm like, oh, okay. This seemed like a good idea, I okay, guess. You know? yeah, so, yeah. okay, so, so in light of those things, people yeah. want to do something significant. They want to commemorate the permanence. They want to do it with an openness to further interpretation. They don't want to, get something that ironically they're going to look back in five years and be like, what a dope, you know? So like, you know, what, like Cleveland Brown Super Bowl champs, like <laughs> 2023. Exactly. Maybe. It's I don't know. Done. We'll see. It's been done. Yeah. Right. All right. So, so what are some other things, arguments, <laughs> principles that you introduce into those conversations? You know, I, we, we talk about this and kind of talk, pumping the brakes and stuff, but I, I think we do have to admit that there is a tradition of tattoos in the Christian life. Yeah. Like this is not something that is uh, a really new or contemporary thing like there has been a, a strong tradition in the christian life of tattoos representing the faith representing conversions and things like that the the primary example of that are uh, tattoos on pilgrimages mm -hmm. you know the holy land those that went on pilgrimage to the tattoos or to the pilgrimage <laughs> to the holy land would represent that at the completion of that that sacrifice and things to represent that on a, on their bodies as a tattoo once again showing their commitment in this kind of renewed um exterior manifestation of their faith and the sacrifice that they've endured in union with christ um so like there has been that uh christian tradition and even specifically in the holy land um they would get tattoos i, I think the traditional place was on the inside of the wrist because when you did business you couldn't hide that, mm -hmm. right? And so, like, they would always be proclaiming their faith in any person they interacted with. Mm -hmm. and, th and this falls in line with the tattooing of the Roman Legion and, and things like that, where you you couldn't hide the interior uh, mark that you bared on your soul. So I, I think that it has to be done uh, in a way that is carrying a, a, a grave significance because I, I think the one thing that we're kind of maybe skirting around is that this should not be flippantly done. Mm -hmm. Like this this is a serious issue and this, this has to kind of bear the marks of that gravity. So to engage in it that is connected to something of an appropriate or matching gravity of your faith and, and how you want to engage in that, um, we talk about the quote-unquote permanence of tattoos and now there's all this technology that you can erase tattoos which sometimes may be more painful than tattoos themselves anyway um but i i think if it's going to represent anything it needs to be representing something of equal permanence or of a projected equal permanence in your life mm -hmm. yeah i think that might be a good way kind of like at the end of the episode to zoom back out a little bit so, right, we come forth from God, we return to God, we receive all that we have mm -hmm. from mm -hmm. God, and we seek to give it back to God. And that, as human beings, makes blah, blah, means making concrete choices and decisions, yeah. which leave an effect, right? We've talked about the fact that 
we're embodied spirits, you know, like you made the comparison to angels. We proceed towards our end by many movements, so we have to renew, we have to reproduce these choices which we make throughout the course of our lives, but with an openness to God's continued gift of grace, which shapes our lives, which is the principal, you know, kind of factor that shapes our lives, um, and to which we need to abandon ourselves, right? So if we're thinking, you know, if one is thinking about getting a tattoo, it's in this setting. But yeah, and I think that that's something else is like, it also is, seems to be like a very human thing too. Like we see with the eyes of men, we see exterior things. And so sometimes if there's an exterior need to be reminded uh, in that, that it, it provides that opportunity because we can't see that interior indelible mark, mm -hmm. you know? Um, I'm not encouraging that as soon as you get baptized, you then get a tattoo because you need to that connection. But like, it does have that because it's a very external manifestation then of an interior permanence in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, you know, 21st century, we've all got ironic sensibilities. And when we look at a certain thing, we're like, that's going to age. You know, it's like you look at Calibri size 11 font or like far worse, you know, Comic Sans or Papyrus. Uh, well, yeah, and you're like, yeah. Woof. Oh, you know, like Word Art 97 and Throwback, throwback Thursday. Um, so I think that you know, I, we have to have a, a, a decent appreciation for the gravity, the seriousness of human life without taking ourselves too seriously. G.K. Chesterton says the angels fly because they do not take themselves too seriously, which was emblazoned on frisbees that we could use at Franciscan University of Steubenville. Um, Thousand percent. But, uh, but yeah, I think that there's, there's a certain gravity, there's a certain seriousness. So while we hold our lives in our hands and while they are to be given away as a sacrifice, yet, you know, we do hold them, right? Mm -hmm. We hold our mm -hmm. lives in earthen vessels and that earthen vessel can be shattered, right? That earthen, sure. earthen vessel can be put back together. And that earthen vessel is ultimately in the hands of the potter as we hear from the book of the prophet yeah. Jeremiah. Yeah. And so, you know, like, like the apostles received their new names from the Lord for their new mission, so too we receive our identity and our mission from yeah. the Lord. Yeah. And if we're going to, you know, take steps, make decisions, like kind of re-promulgate that in our, own flesh, in our own flesh, it has to be with this openness, with this consent, with this abandonment, which ultimately refers everything back to the Lord. So. Yeah, yeah, those are my, maybe that's my final thought. What's, what's I, yours? I'm, I'm right there by it. I mean, the final thought is um, if you're considering tattoos or, or maybe you have already received a few or things like that, just call it for what it is, but just realize that this isn't something that is like a, something that is in vogue or should be done with like the designer mentality. Uh, but it is something that I think it should be of, uh, of a certain gravity and shouldn't be taken lightly, uh, for all of these reasons that we've discussed during this episode. Yeah. Boom. So yeah, maybe we'll leave it at that. So, so cheers to you listener. Uh, thanks for listening to this episode of God's planning. And please follow us on Facebook, <laughs> Twitter, and Instagram. I'll, I'll get the script eventually. It's just, it's just not today. Uh, like the episode, subscribe on YouTube or on your podcast app, and leave a five-star review in the goodness of your heart. Uh, if you'd like to donate to the podcast through Patreon, you can follow the link, which is in the show notes and or episode description. Also in the aforementioned show notes and or episode description. You'll find links to shop merchandise, God's Planning merchandise, and you'll also find links to get more information on upcoming God's Planning events. So that's it. Our prayers are for you. Please pray for us, and we'll look forward to chatting with you next time on God's Planning. <laughs>